uh, I, I think you've heard that uh, that uh, a song on the radio, uh, Him and I. He had um, Him and I, Him and I, it was a song. Or also Me, Myself and I. Ooh. It's just Me, Myself and I. It, it was was like, yeah, very... And he it was a rapper that inspired me. And uh, I was sitting at the table with my mother uh, four or five years ago and told her one day I'll meet this guy. And she was like, oh, okay, our, our child is crazy. <laughs> and I did meet him on an interview and was it was a very special occasion. And he even accepted to do a photo with me one-on-one, even though he does not accept that. And again, uh, this exchange of energy, great, mind blown. And then I realized that everything is possible. If you try enough and if you hope, it is possible. Aloha, my beautiful friends, viewers and listeners on the other side of the screen. My name is Krista Ralakshmi-Detten, coming to you from beautiful, sunny San Diego, California. And welcome to Abundance in Action podcast, where we believe that each one of us, we have a treasure box inside. And once we open it, we can start to live our dreams on our terms here and now. And today is a very special day because I have on the other side a very beautiful human beaming, I would say, <laughs> Vlad Mogos from Romania. Welcome. Thank you very much, Crystal. Thank you for having me over. Thank you very much. Yeah. And we actually met just a couple of weeks ago. We were uh, both doing uh, Eric Edmeets' uh, beautiful one-talk workshop and you just stood out instantly when we had the little breakout room and I was like, oh, I'm so curious. I want to know more. Who is Vlad? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Crystal. Yes, it was an outstanding workshop and uh, I do feel blessed that I could be part of it and that, that I've met you and I've met others and uh, really, really, really beautiful people that we managed to connect over there. And uh, good things happen because uh, this, this, this way we met and we could uh, now co-create this beautiful podcast and this uh, hopefully beautiful edition. Yeah. And before we dive uh, deeply in, there are so many different topics we can uh, really explore. I would like to introduce you a little more. And um, you are actually uh, really young. You say here you're born in 94. It's like, wow, there is so much ahead of you. Like the whole world is your oyster. <laughs> so really cool. And you are a dreamer and non-conformist, a rebel. Growing up in a small town in Romania, you always felt like you were destined for more. And you actually um, then moved to uh, Bucharest, Romania's capital uh, to study um, and you became actually an engineer. Um, but deep inside, you had this uh, real urge to, you know, um, show, to be a show host or an actor speaking to an audience and to the world. And uh, the, the urge was so strong that at some point you actually had to just like, you know, uh, follow this and uh, figure out where this will uh, take you. And you started to discover Toastmasters and soon you became a local champion in public speaking in the area of Bucharest. And um, that also um, led your interest also into television. And um, you actually, uh, during the... Uh, Fourth last year of university, you told yourself that, okay, I'm going to make it to national television. 
you sent many, many uh, CVs and nothing was really happening until one day uh, one of the radio stations uh, let you do internship and then things uh, started to really pop up from there. And in one year, you were employed at the show business television. And in two, uh, he was uh, employed at the biggest and the most well-known television of Romania, Pro TV. And during this journey, you interviewed many famous people, both national and international. Uh, some of to mention Paris Hilton, Adrian Brody, P.E.C. Uh, and many more. And just recently, you actually became a national public speaking champion, winning the first place on Romania and Republic of Moldova. So uh, how amazing. And this last summer, you actually left television to pursue your dream, uh, becoming an actor. And uh, you're now preparing and doing everything you can uh, to start that new chapter. And... Um, Currently, you own also North Generation. This is your own public speaking company, uh, which you just recently opened. So for your young age, you have already like managed and <laughs> discovered so many of your talents. And I'm so um, excited because so many people, they wait their whole life to do this and they're not really listening to that urge. And um, one really inspiring quote I would like to start our journey is actually from Søren Kierkegaard, who was a really um, out of the mainstream philosopher uh, from Denmark. And I remember when I found this quote, um, I was actually studying in Norway and it just really touched me because it talked to me on a deeper level. And I know knowing your story a little bit, it would probably also um, make you feel the same. And he said, to dare is to lose one's footing momentarily, not to dare is to lose oneself. So <laughs> with that said, um, what would you say to people who are here? Probably also right now we are still in challenging times and maybe those little urges and voices inside of us which are probably connected to our gifts and talents are getting louder what would be those maybe first steps they could take to start to like, you know, uh, this new chapter to figure out like, okay, uh, I have this urge, so maybe I should do something about it. And that's the hardest thing. Sometimes we just kind of, you know, um, feel like we are paralyzed under so many excuses. And also when we have people around us who don't believe in our dreams, we just let it go and then we just continue our miserable life. What would you say those first steps would be to follow the urge and the voice? First and first step, be brave. Be brave and be crazy. Uh, I think those are the first things that you have to take into account because uh, throughout my journey, as you've mentioned, uh, I did realize some things up to this point, up to 27 years old. Uh, I, I was very supported by my parents, by my friends as well. Not, not, not from the beginning by my friends, but I did manage to convince them eventually. And uh, by God, because I believe in God and I believe that it helps me and guides me uh, through, through, through my, my meaning, through my north node and so on. So the first step is to be brave because w when you are brave, you, uh, you begin to see things. Uh, your mentality shifts. You begin to, to uh, uh, take into account doing that thing. I don't know, let's say there's somebody that watches us and uh, he works as a programmer and maybe he's fascinated by 
paint. Be brave. Go go to a, to a painting school. Do some 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 little courses. Nobody's going to judge you, and if they are going to judge you, this is nothing compared to being aligned with your inner energy, with your higher self. Because being in television, being a host, speaking to people, and eventually being an actor, those were some things that they did scream inside me since I was a little boy, but I was too afraid to follow them. I was born in a small city, uh, we didn't have too many opportunities. All the people were going either in engineering or doctors. So those were the two the two main uh, things. And uh, I thought to myself, okay, so I'm going to be an engineer, just like that. But uh, you know, universe has a strong, strange way of working because wh- while I was in in high school, my uh, Romanian teacher uh, was asking me to go to to the school's theater uh, troupe the school theater uh, team and i was like no i don't want that i want to play and go out and meet girls and go to the club you know i was 17 years old and uh, she once forced me and uh, threatened me that she was going to lower my mark and i was okay let's give it a shot and uh, everything changed for me everything changed for me and the first person that um, uh, somehow guiding me to theater and to public speaking is my mother and i'm eternally grateful somehow my mother felt and um she saw the potential in me she saw things that i weren't able to see at my age and uh, she felt that i would have to go into different places in order to become a whole and she sent me to public speaking she sent me to theater courses and then I begin to, to vibrate with this kind of, of, of forms of art. But I, I was still pretty young. I, I couldn't, I don't know, let's say, um, I wasn't able to, to, to be brave. Because, uh, you know, going here in Romania to theater, it is not, um, it is not very uh, sure that you're going to enter the school. So far, I have failed twice entering that school. But when I was 18 years old, I didn't have that 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 courage, that braveness. And I did I did uh, fa- found this uh, eventually in my life in the past two years. And being on this road of of, of uh, doing what you feel and doing what you want and and uh, assuming risk and losing and winning and it is a life that worth living. It, it is a life that, uh, for me, from my point of view, it simply enriches me. And I believe the purpose of life is to be lived fully, fully. And living fully, it means joy, it means sorrow, it means success, it means failure, it means all kinds of stuff. So I would say to, 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 our, to your followers and to these podcast followers, uh, which I believe they are great people, be brave, be brave, uh, take the first step, be courageous, take risks. There's nothing awesome in this life that uh, more awesome that, than taking risks. Uh, you, you will find inner power and inner strength that you weren't uh, aware that you would have up to that moment. Uh, live it, live it fully. They are really good points. And um, I think you brought out two uh, really important uh, details here. One of them is that uh, so many people don't give themselves um, maybe the time or whatever the other reasons are to explore. 
And you were so lucky that you had those two people as a young person who were guiding you a little bit. And I believe each one of us, we have those people because that's, you know, how the universe works, I believe so. And it's up to us to really listen and notice those, you know, little nudges, like you said, you know, the universe came and, you know, that was the teacher and that was your mom. And um when we are living a life as zombies, we don't like notice those uh, little angels uh, put on our path. And once we start to really like notice it, we actually also start to attract it more. So um, I think in your like the rest of the story, you actually started to notice also that, you know, as you had that intention more clarified and you also paid more attention, things started to kind of um, flow more. Yes. Am I right? Yes, you're right. And especially when I decided to, to shift from uh, engineering school to television, it was a very rough moment of my life. I mean, all my colleagues were getting employed. They were earning two, three hundred uh, thousand euros per month. And I was like, okay, so I'm going on, let's say, uh, four, 400 euros per month. But I'm pursuing this because I, I, I feel this, this is what I have to do. And uh, that was the point that I wanted to make. I read back then, I was 22 years old or something. I read the book by Napoleon Hill. And he was speaking about uh, visualization and uh, attraction, the law of attraction. I also read The Secret. And uh, it, it was something very powerful. Something clicked inside me. So then uh, one evening on the 31st of December, 2015, I believe, so five to six years ago, I did write uh, all my dreams on a piece of paper and I started to read them on a daily basis at night before going to sleep. And things started to happen in my life. And as you've perfectly put it into words, um, your attention uh, begin to shift from different things and you're more able to, to see things, to focus on different things. You, you like you, uh, the things that are uh, in addition, you are able to take them away from your sight and laser view to your dream, laser view to what you want to do. And it, uh, so many times it starts to feel like the whole universe starts to like, you know, co-create and play with you. Um, that it's like including you um, as you are including the universe, so to say. So every person you meet um, plays a role in some bigger game. And maybe you don't even know uh, how, but you just trust and you jump on it. So like even just this uh, making this podcast, like we don't really know like what the influence or impact can be, but you followed the guidance and I was just throwing it out like a little net, you know, who wants to come? And <laughs> you were one of the first ones who raised the hand. So, so that's uh, such a fun process. Somehow all the universe starts playing by your side and all the people um, for, for the podcast listeners, don't let the game take your heart. I mean, don't just go with people and do different things only because you have that mindset that uh, this is going to count for my dream or this one day is going to help me back for my dream. Uh, do things free. I mean, th there might be things that won't necessarily add value to your dream, but that's, that's not necessary. There's not necessary a thing that you won't do. I mean, don't let this, this game take your heart because I, I, I did that and I lost. And I, I believe that uh, in order to, to, to achieve your dreams, you have, first of all, to somehow be free of them. 
that you must control them and not them controlling you. And uh, because we are all connected. And because even if you say hi to a stranger on the street, this will never help you necessarily. But do that because you are somehow connected with that stranger. You are connected with the energy. We're all on a web, on a universal web. And um, I really like what you touched here. You said, you know, be free of them. And so many people, sometimes it feels like energetically, when I look the situation, it almost looks like a person has got their dream into their teeth, like like a little dog who has their like bone <laughs> in their teeth, you know. And that's maybe not really a good way to go because you just have to see. Sometimes it's also it's a, uh, all about timing or, you know, there are other things you need to experience before. And then when the timing is right, then things will fall into place and then um, it will just it's going to be so much easier if you do it that way, which you were just describing. Yes, and, and, and I did that, the, the bone thing. So I, are you saying that when we let it loose, like are we afraid subconsciously to uh, lose our dream? Uh, yes, yes, because uh, I believe this is the reason why so many people um, somehow treat this, this, this process of, of, of uh, achieving your dreams so fanatically and so so uh, consuming because i did that and and it consumed me what, what was supposed to be something fun and something uh, enriching be, uh, transforming to something that it was very consuming and very uh, anxious and uh, for example uh, if you play a role in acting if you struggle on that character to be perfect it would be a mess. It would be a, a total mess. But if you instead uh, loosen a little and start to relax, you you you'll feel your body. So this is my case. I feel that somehow my my soul connects with something higher than me. And all that experiences, all that characters, all that. And this is a priest that told me this. All 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 uh, all the characters from books, from from history, from movies that we have to play as actors. Uh, they somehow already exist. That things have already happened, either in the mind of a writer, either in history like Hitler and so on, either in imagination and so on. So if you connect with, with God, I might say, who is the creation of all those things, he enriches you with this experience. So you somehow, okay, you have to do your work, you have to do your, uh, uh, your, your, your labor to learn and to understand the role, but that spark of life that that comes from a different place so you you, you can only achieve that if you are able to uh, put that ego aside uh, put that complex of performing aside uh, put that obsession of being the best and being a celebrity and being well known and having fun, a lot of fans and stuff like that because art is not about ego art is about sharing something with others this is this this has such a higher meaning so yes returning to your question it is fear that because an actor when when, when he tries to perform it because he's afraid that he won't perform well he's afraid that he will be judged he's afraid that he will be judged by himself and, and this is awful so fear is 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 the root cause of of a lot of things that uh, we are not letting them to simply flow flow let them flow 
such a beautiful way you uh, describe it and uh, what came to me with um, all this process um, it's like kind of when people talk it's like it's connecting the dots for me so I share I throw it back to you like uh, how the visual image of it came so basically what I got from it what you just said was um, it's uh, our obligation and um, also our responsibility to nurture our dreams so dreams are like it's like this big garden and in that garden we have talents which are actually plants so if we take care of this garden in such a way that you know as you said like no ego and play and more like kind of you know see what it creates meaning through and so on then it it kind of turns into this organic gardening experience where you nurture and then your dreams also know that oh it's it's safe here i can nurture i'm nurtured i'm fed i i can actually start to blossom and that's where i think um most maybe also you know famous actors or gifted actors and all of those like really amazing uh, genius people that's how they probably make it because they create this nurtured environment for their dreams and talents. What do you think of that? <laughs> yeah, I, I believe you put it well in words. You put it extraordinary. I also had the images of what you were saying to me. Uh, yes, yes, be, uh, uh, because let, let's not say they let's not say they have the obligation because it, it is a little yeah, it's a little hard word. Yeah. yeah. Let's say yeah. so maybe, possibility, maybe yeah, possibility of choice. Yeah, maybe yeah. The, that's great, Crystal. Yeah. That's great. Maybe yeah. the possibility of choice. And yes, uh, uh, if you manage to keep this connection, the dream will find a place in yourself to to, to nurture and to 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 blossom. Yeah, you you, you said it perfectly. I totally agree with yeah. you. Yeah, and uh, just like, you know, take a little example, you know, um, it can be whatever creative process, but, you know, when a writer starts to write the book, you know, it needs to be nurtured. Like, you know, if the writer doesn't write those words down, there will be no book. Yes. So it needs the time. It needs the, you know, like a plant. It needs water, sun, you know, soil. All of these things need to happen so that it can flourish and turn into something. And that's where that possibility of choice comes in. Like we have to like consciously and with our intention then like, okay, I'm a gardener in this, you know, and uh, it's up to me. If I will nurture it, like in your case, you know, you had that crazy voice saying, okay, television, and you started to nurture it. And sometimes, you know, many people also think like, oh, if I don't get my future like dream job right away, then I'm not going to do it. But you did it in a very smart way. Like, OK, what's the first thing where I can start? And you started with radio. And then from there, things were like starting to come to you. Yes. And, and I have to mention here that uh, it wasn't my idea with radio. It was something else. You had a lot of experience in television that gave me this idea. So I think... Um, Step two in achieving your dreams is uh, connect with others. Connect with others because if you live only on yourself, and I also did that, uh, you'll be blocking your own own energy, own thoughts, own uh, plans, own image images. But if you can, like we are doing right now, like we are connecting, I, I receive wisdom from you. I receive energy. You do the same from me because great things always are always uh, achieved when we are more 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 and more not only one man 
Yeah, it's all in sharing. That's where yes. it multiplies and amplifies. I so agree with you. Yes. This is why I also love um, all kinds of communication. And as you know, my background is anthropology. So everything to do with human connection and cultures and communication is is really amazing. And I think that's um, really important that all of us will kind of, you know, at times take it apart as a puzzle, you know, and then figure out like what works, what doesn't work, and then put it together again so um, that it can serve us um, the best possible way. And um, now once you got into that job with the TV and you also started to really work with like uh, big, you know, celebrities and, you know, also interview them, um, you know, how was it to talk to those kind of people? What what were your experiences? Were you intimidated first time? You like kind of sat down with Paris Hilton? <laughs> <laughs> well, with Paris Hilton, it was, yes. And uh, I would say an interesting experience, but this the, the reason is because I, I was already doing for one year television. So somehow I did have the experience to handle such a, a big celebrity like Paris Hilton. I remember right now I was uh, at the seaside here in Romania at Mamaya. So Mamaya is a town at, at the seaside where all the clubs are, are going mad uh, in, in the summer. And Paris Hilton was to come to Mamaya and to, to DJ, to mix in that night. And I remember that um, I waited her for four hours in, uh, in sun in summer sun at 40 degrees and I was waiting her in front of the club. My cameraman was telling me, you're crazy, man, go home. She, she will never speak to you. But I, I felt, again, I felt it. I felt that. I, 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 hope, I hope you had sunscreen on. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. <laughs> well, uh, I don't remember if I had. I don't okay. Remember. I might, I might have. And, uh, but again, I did feel that thing that I'm going to connect with her. It will be a, a crazy exchange of energy. And she did come eventually and she popped up from the limo and she was, uh, she was a lot of, with a lot of bodyguards. I was, I was somehow trying to throw the mic to her. So Paris in the house, Romania, ah, trying to, to speak with her among the bodyguards, but they, they didn't uh, let me too to well to communicate with her. And she entered the club. I entered after her, even though we weren't allowed. And uh, I took my cameraman with me and I told him, come on, come on, something will happen. I feel this, I, I, I feel that something will happen. And uh, she went up to the DJ booth and I went up after her. And then the bodyguard didn't let me go over. And I was somehow on the verge of getting punched, but I was okay, better being punched <laughs> by one of the, of the Paris Hilton's bodyguard than turning the back. And somehow I believe, uh, because we said we are all connected, I think somehow she saw that or she felt that. And uh, she, she told her bodyguard, okay, let him come up. And I did make a, a very short interview, but it was, was a very awesome energy vibe. And I was so scared and I, I couldn't believe what was happening that if I'm not lying, I think she wanted to hug me in the end. And I was so scared that I went back and <laughs> somehow missed hugging Paris Hilton. And that, that's why I um, somehow I, I understood eventually a new thing. When you are successful, enjoy it. Enjoy it to the fully because those are experiences that will never come back. So I, I, I would 
uh, I would have been uh, it would have been possible for me to hug her or to even let her kiss on my cheek if I if I were very connected and present in that moment and if I would have left my fears back home but I wasn't able to do that up to to, to the straight point up, up to the end and uh, yes it, it was a very interesting experience at first in the beginning when I had my first interview I, I remember like it was yesterday uh, it was a celebrity from here from Romania an actor Dorian Popa is his name and I was going to to his place to film the interview and uh, I remember that I, I was rehearsing my questions like, uh, so hi Dorian Popa, how are you? Uh, how do you think uh, this project will come up? Because he was directing something. How do you think this project will come up? Uh, does your acting experience help you? Hello Dorian, how do you feel? And so I was repeating this for one hour and a half. I was repeating this with, uh, uh, without loud. And uh, uh, my driver was like, oh my God. <laughs> He had this, this this kind of head. He was full of my questions. I think he could do the interviews instead of me because he already knew all the questions. And I remember when I arrived there and I, I saw him, it was... You, you know that feeling when you see a celebrity and you, you're not used to it? They have a, an energy. They have a vibe. Uh, it, it is something like a power that surrounds them. It, it's something similar, but not that similar to very rich people, because I have been blessed to also interview very, like, very rich people. And they also, they have some, like, like, like a ring of energy is flowing, is flowing uh, around them. But with the celebrity people, this is uh, more acute. You, you can feel th this much powerful, or at least for me, because I'm very fascinated uh, about this idea of celebrity and being well-known. And um, uh, he turned to me, he looked at me, and I was terrified i was petrified and he was like oh welcome come here man come here let's do the interview and somehow he 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 managed to to, to break that that barrier and it was awesome for me and um uh i managed to to pull it off and to make a great interview and from that point on it became it became like a routine for me to see celebrities to interview them there was a lot of, of, of things that happened. Once during a live broadcast, my cameraman fell down <laughs> during the live broadcast. Yes, he fell down with the camera. If you would like, I will. I could send you the the the, the, the image, and you could integrate into into this this interview. Uh, I don't know. In my first live, uh, I couldn't hear the transmission, so I was on the verge of coming to the to the national TV on live broadcast and staying like that. But Again, someone uh, uh, just stepped in and changed my 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 earpods, and then I could I could only hear. So Vlad, now we're going to you. And again, I, I connected with something. God helped me, and I I delivered perfectly, even though I was a little bit off beat. So it, it is a life that 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 uh, full of adventures, and also acting is a life full of adventures because you experience on a spiritual and emotional level different lives, different uh, periods of time, different situations. And um, I, I believe th this, is, uh, this is somehow my drug. This is what, what I like. And uh, because talking about uh, dreams and, and doing your passions, there are a lot of people uh, that are very passionate about being a programmer or an economist or having a very settled life. That's okay. That's okay if you love that. But if you are an adventurer like, like I am, it would be a pity to live and to, to, to do a desk or an office job. It would be such a pity for your soul, for you. You will never mm -hmm. feel 
truly fulfilled. Yeah, it will be um, a quite a big of waste. What you are explaining here is really um, very um, close to my heart as well. I, I call myself explorer, adventurers uh, as well. And I think one thing which really fascinates me about that drug you were mentioning is actually meeting the unknown, you know, that then you have to just flow, you have to trust, you know, and everything you have, you know, accumulated prior that moment, you can put into use and then whatever, you know, you need, you just kind of tap into it and you just have to trust. Like, you know, doing this podcast is the same thing, you know, I do the preparation, but then I have no idea where things go, you know. So it's a co-creation, go dance with the guest and then going into it, it's like both of us, we trust that, okay, we are doing this, we are co-creating, we're dancing, and we know that out of that unknown comes something known. And as you said, like the connection and wisdom will kind of surface. Yes, and, and that's why you inspire me very much because I feel that energy in you. And also, uh, I've read your bio and you say there that you are a daughter of a sailor. So somehow you have that, that adventure spirit. You've been to 30 countries and I, I believe it, it is great. It is great. I mean. Yeah. So is there another celebrity story uh, who you connected or something which stands out which you would like to share here now? Uh, well, I, I do remember that I have interviewed Adrian Brody, with, uh, who played in, in The Pianist, and it is the youngest male Oscar winner of all time. Great experience. And, uh, and th that was the moment when I was fascinated, because uh, some celebrities here in Romania are very um, narcissistic somehow. They, they consider themselves to be very big and very important and somehow they treat reporters with lack of respect. This is the reality. Uh, but Adrian Brody, who was a Hollywood international famous actor, he was so down to earth, so normal, acting so normal, so relaxed, like the two of us speaking right now. And that, 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 was, that was a lesson for me. Like, okay, we, we, are, we are people, we are souls first of all, and then we are actors and celebrities and so on. This is one experience. And the last experience that I want to share with you, I have uh, this rapper, g Easy, that uh, I love him very much. And uh, I think you've heard that, uh, that uh, a song on the radio, uh, Him and I, he had um, Him and I, Him and I, it was a song, or also Me, Myself and I, Ooh, it's just me, myself and I. It, it was was like yeah very and he it was a rapper that inspired me and uh, I was sitting at the table with my mother uh, four or five years ago and told her one day I'll meet this guy and she was like oh, okay our, our child is crazy <laughs> and I did meet him on an interview and was it was a very special occasion and he even accepted to do a photo with me one on one even though he does not accept that and again. Uh, uh, this exchange of energy, great, mind-blowing, mind-blowing. And then I realized that everything is possible. If you try enough and if you hope, it is possible. And also this beautiful thing, you know, you just actually sent out the intention, one day I will meet this guy, you know. Yes, like, and it, it was know. something, 
it, it is very interesting how you say I sent the invitation, but it more felt like it came to me and I, I mm. only verbalized it, <laughs> you know? Yeah, you were, you were touched by a, a fairy, yeah, <laughs> intention fairy, yeah. Yes, and yes. then it, it happened. It's like this story which uh, Eric was sharing about, you know, you know, when they were talking with uh, his wife, like, okay, um, I, I will take it to the next level. Okay, I'm going to talk with Tony, like, you know, on Tony Robbins, you know, stage, and then I'll meet uh, T. Harv Ecker, and then suddenly, you know, things started to happen. <laughs> and yeah, and he was, was doing uh, in, the, in, the in the shop. Yeah. In the shop, so, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, people may show up like out of yeah, nowhere. So um, I, I really love how you um, process this and also share with us. And I myself also have I've done also lots of interviews um, over the years, also with some um, maybe not that scale as you with um, celebrities. But in Estonia, I've, I've like many like uh, experiences as well. And what's really cool is like, you know, those people who have understood that, you know, that um, energy as as you were also explaining and extra energy or extra tension or whatever that it's a gift also like if you use it um in a very like intentional and in a very holistic way and balanced way you can go much further than just with this power and ego and you know nar narcissism and all of that and i have experienced that the same way so and i always also whatever i do i always try to like check like okay is this coming from the heart and coming from all of me or where is this coming from? And when it's not from the heart, like, okay, what corrections can I do? So, so I will be there present uh, for that moment. So uh, really cool. So now um, many uh, people who uh, may listen to us, they may not know where Romania is. Could you tell us, this sounds really exotic, like what are your neighboring countries? What's the story of Romania? And um, do you think as a person who you grew up there, has this been a special um, special something for you? Because I, I think there is something like, you know, about the country where we are born, because it can mold us into who we are. Uh, yes, yes. And uh, you put it very well into words. And um, so Romania is located in Europe. It has an opening to, to the Black Sea. Uh, as history, we, we are a mix of, of Rome, Romans, and uh, I don't know how to say it in English, just let me search, uh, like Jeto Dutch, we say, Dutch, we say in Romania, who were another uh, 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 fighters, very, very good fighters. So that's why we Romanian people, we have, uh, we are very, we have powerful hearts and very, very hot souls. <laughs> and, uh, mm -hmm. Yes, we are very passionate. Uh, so our blood is, is Latin. You can say that. Uh, we love, uh, we love partying a lot in Romania. A lot, a lot of people throughout Europe are coming to Romania for the nightlife, for having fun, for uh, uh, getting loose and forgetting about stuff. In a good way, in a good way. So what other countries are surrounding you, uh, your the, country? Okay, so it, it is the Republic of Moldavia that was uh, uh, in the second world that was cut cut from us. Uh, Hungary, uh, Bulgaria, um, 
you let me think. Uh, I quite a skip geography classes because I, I, <laughs> I did I did go to acting and public speaking instead. Uh, and uh, we we as a country somehow um, uh, we, for example, a lot of people. Jeezy was asked one times what uh, does he know about Romania, and uh, uh, he remembered about Dracula because we did have a leader Vlad Sepes who used to. Uh, uh, kill people and after that uh, put them into different spares so that enemies could hear that and could could see that when they were coming to to conquer our our lands and um, I'm very proud to be a Romanian and uh, I believe that uh, we Romanians somehow don't know how to promote ourselves and we have this this little bit complex because our, our country is like let's say 16 to 18 million people uh, as 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 uh, as a number of population and that's why when we look to united states oh, like united states or we look to france and we look to germany and we somehow uh, have that 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 underdog complex when in fact we are very talented uh, nadia komonech the first gymnast to 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 get a straight 10 uh, at the Olympics was a Romanian, and back then, when she uh, was able to to win a straight uh, a straight ten, uh, the board wasn't wasn't built to to display ten because nobody could take ten. So they displayed zero one point zero zero, like uh, like a metaphor and a symbol. Uh, we have Jika Haji, who was a great great football player in Romania, and who did uh, history. Uh, um, at Real Madrid, at uh, uh, Barcelona, we have Jika um, Petrescu, who was the first foreign captain at Barcelona, also a, a soccer player. So we have um, uh, Petre Poenaru, he was the one who invented the, the pen, it was invented in Romania. So we have, uh, we have great history, we have, we have special people here, we have, we have great food. <laughs> that, that, mm -hmm. that, yeah, if somehow, Crystal, you are able to come here to Romania, I invite you and I have to give you sarmale to eat because sarmale is our traditional, is like, like meatballs, but they are uh, wrapped in uh, lettuce and they are boiled and pff, they are great, great, great. Mm -hmm. So we are special, we are special Romanian people and we are talented and um, we are talented even in movies and in uh, uh, theater and in in singing and uh, we have for example this is this is the first example that is coming to my mind that is popping up to my mind alexandra stan who had uh, mr saxo be this was a song and was worldwidely known and we are special we are special and funny thing because uh, i know that uh, now we are living during very, very hard times, uh, especially COVID times. And, um, you know, it's, it's this problem with different quarantine periods and uh, having the vaccine and vaccinating the population and stuff like that. And I was very, here Romania is this mentality, oh, because we don't know how to manage the pandemic and those politicians only took bad decisions and only only did bad things and so on and so on and i once like uh, two weeks ago uh, spoke with uh, one of my friends who lives in canada this is canada and he told me that the situation there was a lot lot worse than here in romania and then i realized like we love to complain but 
we should work instead and keep do the things keep the things moving keep the things moving yeah, I so agree. Um, right now, um, we are recording this in the end of April here. And in Estonia, it has been super, super difficult. It's like basically the whole country have been completely closed down. Everything is closed down, even the gyms and stuff. So it got into a really extreme um, situation with the COVID. And because we are such a small country, um, just one point something million people, you know, they really had to take hard measures. So when I was like thinking like, oh, maybe I should go to Estonia this summer, I went to the uh, government pages here in United States and um, they actually have a sentence now saying that if you have been in Estonia during the last you know, months, they don't allow you to enter United States right now. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, maybe I have to have a little break <laughs> this summer. But so, do, you know, do you know how many cases do you have per day or like, uh, more or less i don't know the statistics but um it's basically what happened there was i think last summer uh, they took it very easily until like i think um they were closed down march april last year and then they opened up and they basically uh, fully blast like kind of no restrictions whatsoever and it was like the whole summer I was looking, you know, pictures from people just like, you know, in big events together, no mask, no social distancing, nothing. And then suddenly it got up with them. And by the end of the year, they're like, oh, my God, like this is really bad. And Eric was even in Estonia doing the quantum shift event with like, you know, um, 300 people in the room and they didn't have any like, you know, restrictions. So. So it's like, yeah, you you need to take the precautions and stuff. And and sometimes it is like, especially with the small country as Estonia is. So um, and then, of course, um, now I hear stories like people go to like, um, you know, family dinners or birthday parties. And then the person who is actually the, uh, you know, birthday person is like, oh, oops, I have actually COVID. And then oh. all of the people who are there are like now infected. So it's like the personal responsibility, like, you know, how can I take care of myself and my family? And then, you know, also with that, of course, lots will change. So I think also so many people are now putting the pressure or whatever decision making into governments and stuff. But we ourselves have to also take a lot of um, that um, to ourselves, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, you also actually shared that uh, you made history with this one show, TV show, uh, where you got also major, major restrictions. You couldn't do it the old way, but you guys actually kept going. Like, can you share what that experience was like? And is the show still going or how, how is it? Yes, the show is still going. It was like, uh, for me, it was a historical moment. Okay, so... Uh, La Maruza, this is what the show is called. Maruza is the host's surname. Uh, Katari Maruza is his name. And uh, this show airs, uh, f- uh, has been airing f- uh, for 13 years. So I, I, I was a child when the show emerged. I watched it as a child. And then when I grew up, I eventually became a part of that team. This was a great honor for me. So I came here, I came there in... Uh, let's say February and in, in the middle of the March, the COVID pandemic outburst closed everything. 
especially some shows closed because they, they didn't allow you to bring guests. They didn't allow you to uh, go and uh, film film uh, different interviews with other celebrities. They didn't allow you any of this of this stuff. And that that was the moment when we sat on the table, and uh, we realized that we have to get going. We have to, we have to keep, we have to, to keep the show running. And uh, that was the moment when I had a, a tremendous and, and, and a great uh, unknown heading uh, of, ahead of me, you know, just as you said. So again, I had to, to search my resources, my inner resources, or to tap into some resources that I didn't have or I wasn't aware that I had them. So somehow the whole show became like a, like a, 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 telev a, a, a filmed radio, like we were doing interviews through Skype, through Zoom. Uh, I was responsible of connecting with different Romanian people uh, that were sick of COVID among the globe. So I was speaking with Romania in New York. Then I was speaking with Romanians from uh, Italy. Oh my God, what happened in Italy? Best of wishes to, to, to our fellow Italian uh, brothers um to to people in germany in france and uh, also different messages were coming to our show that somehow started to encourage us to keep going to keep going because we were doing uh, different dances we were painting different things with hope and with hashtag resist and i can resist to this because we realized that we have to to, to be uh somehow um a breath of fresh air for the people because if you if you uh, imagine what what would happen if during this pandemic there were no art no music no television no netflix we would simply go mad we we go mad just as it is but imagine if those things didn't exist so that was the moment when we have to 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 uh, uh take this thing to an upper level so we worked hard we connected with different people uh, also, as you've told me, somehow I was I was uh, going home uh, very sad that I didn't have anything prepared for the next day. You know, as a reporter, you have to prepare things daily for the show. And then a message came or something popped up or I could connect with something and then a story appeared. And uh, uh, we, we were airing different um, different interviews through through Zoom or Skype with people that uh, built uh, different uh, places or homes for people during COVID pandemic or different hospitals or uh, different chefs that were cooking for people uh, or from people or for people from hospitals. Uh, we Romanian people do care a lot about each other. And during these hard times, we somehow managed to mobilize and to, to, to each and everyone share their little talent. We would make in television, make people fun. Others will feed people. Others would uh, uh, provide a home or a shelter for people. And uh, I remember that one day I have interviewed uh, a couple of guys from Brasov. It is it is a, a, a city from here uh, in the mountains that uh, uh, transformed their nightclub into a shelter for uh, homeless people because if if they would have COVID, they would have been uh, placed there and I believe this is what true humanity is about and uh, there, there was a moment also th this was a moment also when I realized that we uh, Romanian people are very valuable very strong and very valuable and speaking of this experience uh, I did continue this until uh, 
uh, the end of May, and then at the end of May, we did told to ourselves, okay, we have to risk. We have to risk a little bit because uh, people back home have to see different things. And I remember that the, the COVID pandemic was still on and I was going and making interviews. And on, on, on one side, I was very afraid because, you know, the, 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 imagine the, the, the COVID pandemic have an outburst in March and we were in May. So in two months, it was still a, a very foggy situation. You wouldn't know how bad the virus is and stuff like that. And I remember that I was praying and I was hoping for the best. And um, I did manage to make that interview and I didn't, got, I didn't get sick, neither me, neither the celebrities. So it was, I'm glad that I could be part of that team. And I'm glad that I could be part of that team, especially during those times. And that statement that I have uh, given to, to the public, to, 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 to the press, uh, was very true because I did feel like in every day when I was uh, seeing the thousands, uh, the hundreds and the thousands of messages that we were receiving from people like, don't stop the show, don't stop the show, please continue, you make our day best, we are here locked in, in our, inside our homes and we can wait for uh, 3 p.m. o'clock so your show could begin. This was energy. This was pure energy and pure power that uh, helped me get up in the morning and say for myself, okay, today I'm not working necessarily for me. I also work for me because I love doing this, but I'm working for, for a greater cause, for people, for uh, entertaining them, for uh, making them feel like uh, they could pass, pass this period more easy. And it was great. It was great. I eventually left in... in uh, at, at the end of the uh, July, because um, I did uh, uh, I did take that decision to apply to an acting school for the second time, and uh, I had to choose, which was correct, by no means. And uh, I, I've, I've chosen theater, and I was I was pretty close of getting in because there are a lot of uh, uh, trials that you have to pass in order to to enter in the class of that year, and. Uh, Hopefully, with, with the help of God, maybe I'll be more lucky this year. Who knows? Mm -hmm. You do your best with what you got. Yes, yes. And mm -hmm. th th that's a, that's, that really is a line in acting. You do the best with that, what you've got. Yeah, and that's a line in Wild Fit, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. You know that. Yeah, yeah. So it's really cool. Uh, so now one thing which I really am fascinated about you and your stories, as, as I already also said that, you know, you have uh, discovered so many of your talents. And as you also said, some of the times you don't even know that you have those talents, but that's where the action part uh, comes in. So now I know so many people uh, who, because of COVID, have now lost their jobs and probably can't even go back to what the normal was for them. So they have to reinvent themselves and come up with some new ideas, um, how to not only you know, manage their lives and pay their bills, but also stay sane. So what would you say, maybe two or three tips for them, like where to start in such a situation? Like basically your whole old life has collapsed, you have no idea how long this situation will uh, last. We don't actually. And then you um, have also no idea, like, you know, uh, maybe don't even know about your talents and things. And you have no idea what the future will, you know, be like. 
what would you say to those people? So first of all, I, I would tell them to, to find uh, uh, somehow a very established uh, way of incoming because you have to survive and uh, you, you can do every job. I mean, there were times when I did take into account doing uh, Uber or Volt or because you learn a lot from a lot of jobs, a lot. You learn a lot. Uh, second of all, when I uh, failed to, to enter acting school this, in this autumn, in the autumn of 2020, uh, Im immediately after that, I was diagnosed with COVID. So there were, wow. like, there were like two punches in my face, one, two, <laughs> they were a combo. And then I had to, to, to be at home. I did feel a little sick. I received some antibiotics and some treatments. And then um, uh, again, I was scared when I, when, when, when I found out that I, I have COVID. Uh, I was like, okay, what, what should do next? And I remember that with no brag right now, I remember that somehow I, I asked God the power to, to, to heal from this. And I did feel that I, I healed much faster from any other disease somehow. Mm -hmm. I, I believe in those things and I feel them. And um, I remember that I was, uh, uh, after two months of, of taking antibiotics, uh, no, two months, sorry, after two weeks of taking antibiotics and feeling ill because I did feel ill. I did feel ill. There were days when I could, couldn't literally get out of my bed. And after two weeks, I started to feel better and I went to test myself to see if I'm negative. And the test came positive again because there are some human organisms that keep the virus much longer. If, even though the virus uh, is not, from that point of view, doesn't harm anymore, but you keep that and you are infectious and you can, you can transmit it to other people. So I came back home, stayed for another week. I, I, I simply felt like my mind was going, oh. And then I came again, I tested, I was negative. And then the second day I wanted to go out, uh, I, I had a, a very strong back pain because back then I, I had some problems with my back and I somehow I remained uh, stiff. I, I fell down and remained stiff, you know, when, when the muscle contracts. And then I went back and stayed for another week home and I was feeling like, oh my God, everything is happening right now. And that was the moment when I realized because I was searching for my job and uh, one night I was speaking with my father and he told me, why don't you open your own company in public speaking? Because you have the experience, you work in television, you can still prepare for acting, but you can do this in your spare time in, in the other, and you can help other people and lift other people. And I realized that it is the time. So in December, I have opened it. I've created my logo. Now I'm working for my site. I did have uh, uh, two workshops up to, to this point. I did have a one-on-one -on -one coaching. So all these bad things that happened to me, they created room for something new and for something very personal for me. So I would, I would kindly advise our uh, special listeners uh, after they somehow managed to find uh, a very uh, sustainable wage or maybe they could be held by their parents. I don't know, each to his own. Uh, when some things are, are going and when some doors are closing, some others are getting open. And uh, they should spot those things because this is a moment where when you can reinvent yourself. 
I don't know, find your talents or think about the experience. Think about what would you like to do. Think about how the experience that you have accumulated can be transformed and served into other lane, into other field. Have a very broad and uh, uh, a very large point of view so you can notice, you can spot, because as I've told, some, some uh, doors are opening right in that moment, right in that spot. And many times even the windows will open too. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I really love uh, that you talked to your father and that a really simple solution came to you um, that you couldn't even maybe come to yourself. And that's another you know, thing, uh, how rich our life is because we are having those other people in our lives. And sometimes they can give a perspective or an impulse, which we can't because we are just like too deep into our own Yes, and too self-centered. Yeah. Yes, exactly. exactly. And I want, I want to take this occasion and uh, thanking my parents because they are great. And I, I love them and everything I am is due to them and through, to my grandmother who raised me. And uh, I'm blessed. I'm blessed with having such great people in my family. Thank you, mom, dad and grandma. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And that's really amazing also what you bring up here is also in the midst of all this chaos to always remember to uh, be grateful, be grateful to the people you come from and also the people who surround you. And also if you don't have many people right now, there is always a possibility, you know, to knock on someone's door or, you know, right now, if you can't do that, you know, you can just uh, virtually approach people. So so it's uh, up to us and that will definitely make your life much more joyful and meaningful. Yes, yes, it is very true. Yeah. And another thing which I uh, picked uh, from this reinvent uh, process um, as you were talking is, I think it's also our, as we started here, choice of possibility <laughs> to choose more joy into our lives because the joy is like a compass to us, like, okay, if I do this thing and I feel so joyful and so happy, then it's almost automatically also giving us meaning. And there may be your new plant, the talent, the new thing in your garden, which you can start to nurture. And once you start to do it, I have experienced it in my life and you have experienced it in yours and many others have uh, in theirs is, once you start to nurture it and you do it regularly, it will also blossom one day and also give you the fruits, whether it's also, you know, in money form or connections or possibilities. It's just the universal law. Once you take care of it, it will just one day blossom and then the fruits will come. Yes, yes. Very, very great and well put in words. You are very, you are very visual. I mean, when I hear you speaking, I can see all those things. <laughs> yeah, you are helping me so well. It's just like you throw it out and then I just put subtitles under. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So uh, to wrap this beautiful connection and uh, exchange of energies together, I always have one common question to all of my guests here and this is now imagine that your beautiful adventure in this body on this planet comes to an end mm -hmm. and what is this something or maybe it's more than one thing like what's the legend or the you know the message you would like to leave behind so that 
like people who come after you who look look you maybe even up and maybe even you know listen this podcast you know is like okay what was Vlad about like what was his message what was his you know legacy what did he uh, leave behind what would those things be for you what would you like to leave behind uh three words four words <laughs> okay so that that's why I, i'm an artist and not a mathematician <laughs> so they would be uh live wild and free live wild and free that's all i want to say wow it's so simple and so true and i like the combination of two words here wild and free yes and i think that's also many of us we have to actually give ourselves allowance to be wild yes, and free yes, exactly and not and feel to, and to, not feel guilty about it or bad about it yes and also to 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 let our mind let us be wild and free because i for example i i'm a master at this too, too, too often i'm i'm cutting my my freedom with my mind this is the thing i'm working right now and i try to achieve it through meditation through art through sport through uh, going to the gym stuff like that but live live from your from your spirit from, from from the things within you wild and free yeah spirit and the heart too heart really helps with that yes. so. and also the mind helps if you know how to not to tame it but to to make her work for you not against you, for you. Yeah. I always have uh, this image coming with the mind and the heart thing. I feel that the heart can be the captain in our boat and then the mind can be, you know, the helper with like, you know, pulling up the sails and like, you know, checking if the coordinates are okay and all of that stuff. Very yeah. interesting. But heart is the captain. Okay, and it comes yeah. from you, daughter of a sailor, yeah. I understand yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, been really delightful to um, dive deeper into your life and your um, gifts and all of the ways you have uh, made abundance um, turn into action in your life. And I'm completely sure it will inspire and motivate many people and many of our listeners and viewers. But before we um, uh, say goodbye, you also have a beautiful gift you would like to share with our listeners and viewers. Can you say some words about it? Yes, thank you very much, Crystal, for asking me. So it is this book that I have finished reading recently. It is called, okay, I'll show it to the camera, King Warrior Magician Lover. It is a book uh, uh, that contains the four major archetypes of the masculine self. Uh, it is also a book that could be uh, uh, could could do very well if it would have been read also by women, not only by by men. But uh, basically, what was the paradigm? So um, we men inside the vast, we have the king, the warrior, the magician, and the lover. Uh, think 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 like a pyramid. So picture a pyramid like this. And in in the in the higher uh, uh, part of the pyramid is mm -hmm. is the full archetype, the warrior or the lover or the king. Let, let's take the king for example. So here's the king, and at the base here, those are the sh two shadows of the king, the tyrant and the weakling. And uh, if you think of a tyrant, you think of Hitler. You think of uh, I don't know uh, Gorbachev. Or, or all all 
kind of people that took this energy and make them for their ego. You, 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 you can also take that boss from work that screams at, at you and doesn't let you uh, flourish and develop yourself. The weakling is the boss that is not able to impose himself, is not able to take a situation, to take a decision. He always uh, 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 slips the situation from his hands. So the, 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 those are the shadows. And you have somehow to find that balance and to be a true king. And this is a very, very interesting thing because they, they say that uh, there, there exists a king somehow like a king archetype that, that is an, an energy. And when you, become a, when you become a king or become a leader, you access that archetype. You are not the king. You are accessing the king. So you let that kind of energy flow to yourself. You serve that energy. You By being a president or a boss or a leader, you try to make people flourish. You, you try to make things work just as a king. And when that thing is done, you step down. You, you don't take that and make it, a, a very strong ego. Look at Vladimir Putin or at Hitler and people like this. They don't know when to quit. They don't understand when their reign has come to an end. And this is the same for the warrior and for the magician and for the lover. This is also very interesting at yeah, the lover because the two, the two uh, uh, shadows, one of them is the addicted one. We look at Don Juan, we look at uh, Casanova, all kind of people that couldn't... Um, center themselves into one woman uh, and this is a thing that i must i must be honest and admit that i do it from time to time and uh i i never understand why this thing is necessarily something that is not good as a man you 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 lose a lot of your energy and there there's the the, the other uh, shadow that is uh, the lover that doesn't feel anything is not creative uh, can connect with a woman. So again, the center, the center of the pyramid is a man that uh, has a woman, loves her, know how to invest all he, his energy only to that woman. It's a great book. It's a great book. And I would highly recommend also to, to men and to women. And a little thing, if I might say, because we're at, at the gift part. This is more like verbally gift. This will be a, a pedophile, like Crystal said. Um, Last week, I have a couple of weeks ago, I have became a, a national champion in uh, in public speaking. So I did try this uh, many years up to this point, and all the time I was going second place. And I was like, "Why am I going second place? Why am I not winning? Why am I not winning?" And what was different this time? And I highly recommend all the people to maybe to listen to this advice. Uh, up to this point, I always try to do it on my own, on my own, on my own, that, that ego. So when I hear the prize, Vlad Mogos will be on his own work. No, this time I let people help me. I let people give me uh, different perspectives or, of my speech. I let people uh, give me different advice. Uh, and also, I did have that pleasure of, of performing, because I like performing, but I did uh, think to myself, uh, Maybe God help me, help me to, to, to deliver a message that will touch in a good way their hearts. So this is higher than, than having a prize and winning. And this is when the magic happened. So can you repeat that last part again? So yes. what you just said. Yes. So I, I thought of God, God, please help me to deliver a message that could touch their hearts, my audience heart. So th th this mm -hmm. is higher than, than having a prize or being in the first place. And again, you connect with some energies and then the magic happens. 
magic happen. The um, abundance is coming. <laughs> yeah, abundance is in action. It's in action, yes, perfectly. Yeah. What a beautiful story. And um, just to finish this up, I remember Brendan Bouchard, who I also so admire. Uh, he actually said also that if you want to get rid of uh, the fear of public speaking, just forget that, that it's about others. It's actually, um, you know, or what others think and so on. It's you serving the message or whatever the gifts you have and then just sharing it with the world. And once you start to do that, the whole fear thing like just kind of drops. Exactly. And it's just so amazing. It just kind of exemplifies what you were saying. So thank you so much, Vlad. And um, it's been such an honor and such a pleasure to get to know you, get to know a little bit more about your beautiful country. And once this thing kind of disappears here and we can start to move again, uh, me and Michael, we um, are planning to come to Europe again one time and then we'll do like come a to tour. Romania, come to <laughs> yeah. Romania. Okay, I have here yeah. a place for you to stay. We could have oh, fun very nice. different, different yeah. places in Romania. Thank you also, Crystal. It, it, was, yeah. it was a great experience. It, it, it was a first for me, such a long interview, such a long po podcast. You are great. You are um you are very creative and you are also an adventurer and uh, a, a very wild spirit and i connected with that and uh, thank you for the questions thank you for your time thank you for having me thank you for that meditation from from the beginning it was great thank yeah. you very much thank you very thank much thank you and we wish you all the best luck with the next trial with uh, going into the actor school and um, maybe it's the same. You can ask also, you know, God help you. And, you know, so that the heart energy <laughs> will be uh, as a captain. And then maybe that's the little missing uh, part of it. And then we will, um, once you get in, like, let us know so we can put it in the notes that, yay, oh, Vlad is now you. in the school. <laughs> so kind from yeah. you. <laughs> thank you very yeah. much. Yeah, thank you so much and all the best and um, we will be uh, definitely in touch and who knows, maybe there will be some more co-creation in the future. Yes, of course. Thank you very much. Thank you.